This is Florence Brummer. I started with a little bit of a saucy song today, um, and I was just thinking about Beyonce, and that is some of my favorite lyrics out of any song ever. This is Florence Brummer at the Bonafide Legal Podcast. I'm a mother, grandmother, wife, movie enthusiast, fan of a great deal, restaurant lover, follower of many television shows, self-proclaimed fashionista, overall in love with popular culture, and besides all this, I'm a lawyer. I've been a lawyer, my God, 25 years, and throughout my practice, I struggle day by day to find balance between work and life. I think what I have decided is um, I'm probably going to turn this into a monthly podcast. It has been a monthly podcast for the last several months, and um I didn't have that intention, but with just everything going on for the time being, I think I'm going to be shooting for um, for doing everything on a monthly basis. Um, so let me start with the last time I recorded, it was on um, December 10th. So about a month has gone by and so much to report. Um, I'm going to do an update on my brother, but I'm going to kind of incorporate it into everything that's been happening over the last month. And then I have a, um, I have a topic, I'm going to call it No Year's Re- Resolutions, and then I'm going to have a few movie reviews, and we'll call it a night. As I record this, I'm recording it on a Saturday night, and... Uh, let me just start with uh, just how busy everything has been. So the week of December 11th, I thought my head was going to just spin off my body. Um, I had a full day that Monday where I had I had meetings out of the office in the morning, and then I had meetings back in the office in the afternoon. So like just a like flying into the week, getting shot out of a cannon, like my least favorite sort of Monday. And it seems like a lot of my Mondays have been like this. So I kind of feel like Garfield, like, oh, it's Monday. And I've been doing a relatively new thing. I think I've been doing it for about two months. And what I've been doing is I've been going to the office on Sunday night. My husband is part of a pool league on Sunday night. So when the sun goes down, I'll go to the office. I'll work until whatever I want to do is done. So I check emails from over the weekend. If I have a project I need to do or a letter that needed to be written that I didn't get to the week before, I'll take care of it. And I just get organized for the week. Um, So Monday, shout out of a cannon, totally busy uh, day. So then that Tuesday the 12th, just all day meetings, all day meetings. And then in the evening, my grandson had a Christmas performance. He was in a theater class and we were just happy he didn't ruin the production. This was his first recital. And you could tell the other kids probably had done a 
ones in the past. And this was his first one, and he's very rambunctious, but he did it, and it was super cute. After every song, they just did three songs, and after every song, he would start walking towards us, and we would go, Adam, you're not done. You have to keep performing. And then the next day, uh, Wednesday the 13th, an all-day settlement conference with a Zoom meeting in another case in the middle of the settlement conference. So just a full day of work. The day after that, I have an all-day mediation downtown. And then here's here's the update on my brother. This is where it got very sad, but I think we're, we're, we're turning a corner on it. So that evening, he had a scan at 7 p.m., a brain scan to check what was going on. And he's been, he was having some issues with his balance and his walking and his memory. So it seemed like something might have been up and it was time for him to get a scan. Um, so we went and he does the scan we leave and the radiologist calls us and says, just go to the emergency room. No information, you know, no like this is why you need to go to the emergency room. Nothing, nothing at all. So we just do as we're told. We go to the emergency room. And, you know, this is one of the things where you sometimes assume stuff and it doesn't work out when you make the assumptions. So we assumed somebody was calling ahead to the emergency room because he told us which emergency room to go to. He said, go to the emergency room that your doctor is registered with and your, you know, your doctor is going to be called. We go there. Nobody knows why we're there. We're there for hours. Nobody knows why we're there. They keep asking us, why are you here? We're saying we were told to come here. My parents came. And we were sitting, you know, together in an emergency room. They're not giving him any treatment. They're ignoring him. They put a pick in his hand for an IV, but they don't give him an IV. And finally, we say, he just wants to be discharged. And he's saying, I just want to be discharged. I'm going to call my doctor tomorrow. No one knows why I'm here. You know, at this point, it's like two in the morning. Finally, they take the thing. And if, if he didn't have the IV pick in his hand, we just would have walked out. Finally, they take it out. We go home. The next morning, we um, he has an appointment with his his regular doctor. They called and they said, you know, come in right away. We want to talk to you. And so we go in and they said that there was um, some additional growth on his brain. So the one tumor that was getting smaller had gotten bigger again and a new one popped up. So the doctor prescribed three weeks of everyday brain radiation and all over brain radiation. So before they were hitting the spots and this time they were going to hit the whole brain. Um, we also sent his records to Barrow Neurological Institute for a second opinion. We're waiting on that. So just tons of stuff, you know, going on. And he's done the three weeks of brain radiation now and things seem to be a little bit better. He's had some awfully good days and we had a great Christmas. So here's hoping everything goes well. We'll know more in a few weeks. But um, at that point, I had spent, you know, like several days, just hours and hours in 
doctor's offices. And the other thing I kept thinking was, we're, we're in these doctor's offices and everybody in the world is sick. Like, this can't be good. And so, of course, both him and I got a little something. Like, you know, right before Christmas, we were just feeling really worn down and kind of achy. And my thought is we either caught something or just were completely run down. So that Friday I canceled um, after we had were in the emergency room till two. I canceled all of my regular meetings. I just said I, I can't do it. I'm I cannot function, that sort of thing. But I did have my office Christmas party that day. And the office Christmas party is a little bit of a misnomer. I've been calling it that for years. I called it that when it was just myself and my associate having lunch for Christmas. And now there's three of us. And we still call it the office Christmas party. And the whole month we make jokes about getting reservations and running out the restaurant and all of that. And I don't know why. I don't know why we think it's so hilarious, but we do. So we had just this wonderful lunch. And, um, it was just really great to be with the girls after a couple of days of just awfulness with all the doctors and not knowing what was going on at the time and all of that. Um, so basically that weekend I kind of rest. And then luckily the weekend of the 18th wasn't too, too busy. I had a business lunch um, on that Monday and then my brother started his radiation. On the 19th, we went to an event called Christmas in the Park. They had food trucks. They decorated the, there's a little train in the park by my house. They decorated it for Christmas. We took um, the ride, you know, took the kids on the train. And it was all very nice. And so the whole week, my, you know, my brother has radiation and he had, chemo. I went with him to the chemo and the appointment with his oncologist. And so this week we're starting to feel better because we're like getting some answers and he's getting treatment. And it just ended up being a much better week after the end of that week. Um, on that Thursday, my um, daughter had a dentist appointment. So it was like all these appointments, all of a sudden, you like my brother had something once or twice a day. And I take them to a lot of it, but we split them up. We have a calendar. Um, so that's just something that's been added to my overall scheduling. Um, and then Friday the 22nd was kind of quiet. I ran around and did a ton of errands that I needed to do for Christmas. Everyone was coming to my house for Christmas Eve, which is a little bit different. In past years, if you've listened to me for a while, you know that my we would go to my brother's for Christmas Eve, and then everyone would come over on Christmas Day. Well, my brother and I live in the same house now, so um, everyone did come to my brother's, but it's also my house. So what I did, I did something totally different this year to make it where it was easier. Um, Christmas Eve was the day that I did everything. I did all the cooking I ordered catering, so I did cooking, and I also got catering from Maggiano's. My husband picked up pastries from Romanelli's, which is an Italian deli, 
And um, I got a honey-baked ham for the people who eat ham. I made a vegan ham for the people who are vegan, like myself. Uh, more vegetarian than vegan, but um, I made a vegan ham. And I just put out all this food. Like, you would not even, couldn't even imagine the amount of food that I put out. Um, also, just to um, add a little bit of an extra thing, my father-in-law got sick during all this, too. And he was in the hospital for a few days. So that was something else as well. Um, so everyone came over on Christmas Eve. We, for the first time ever, we did a secret Santa, which was really fun. Because in the past, everyone sort of bought something for everybody. First of all, it was outrageously expensive. And then second, I think a lot of times when you were trying to buy for, like we're a big group now, we're 20 people. When you're trying to buy for a bunch of people, you end up, I think, getting like more generic gifts. And when you have one person to concentrate on, you can really find something super special for them. And it was great. Like when we did the Secret Santa, like we were laughing. I had people guess so the thing was, some people already knew who their secret Santa was, and 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 this was our first time through, so I think we can hone it for next year. But what I had people do was kind of open gifts one at a time, and when they opened their gift, they had to guess who gave them the gift. And there wasn't any sort of prize or anything for guessing. It was just fun, just to see if people had a feeling of who gave them the gift. My... Um, Secret Santa person was um, my niece, Sophia, and I got her one of those Lululemon um, crossbody bags that all the young girls wear, and I also got her um, a sweet sauce from the Philippines and a more spicy sauce from the Philippines, so I hope they were good. I haven't talked to her about that yet if she tried them, and then the person who had me as the Secret Santa was my son-in-law and he got me a basket of Italian goodies um, a pesto and fancy noodles and uh, I can't remember what else olives like an, an olive oil a balsamic vinegar or like just delicious type of stuff I made a salad dressing with the balsamic vinegar it was like a champagne vinegar and it was just really great so the 24th was crazy and then everybody goes home and basically what I said for the 25th was, whoever wants to come back on the 25th, come back. And I'm just going to lay out the food. And then you can heat up leftovers. I put out the trees, the cheese tray again, put out some more vegetables, like just kind of brought everything out again, brought out the desserts again. So I really didn't have so much to do on the 25th, but the 24th, I mean, I was doing dishes for hours. It just was, I don't want to say it's the worst because it was wonderful, but it was a lot. Um, also, even though I didn't have my mom for Secret Santa, I still wanted to get something for my mom because it's my mom. And every year for years, I used to buy her a Buffy the Vampire Slayer calendar. And then they stopped making them for a couple years, and I had to find different calendars for her. One year, I got her Gone with the Wind. Another year, I got her the Cubs. Another year, I got her Friends. And then a couple years ago, randomly, they did the Buffy calendar. And all they do is they take old pictures 
from the show and they put them on the calendar. Like nobody gets together for new pictures. So for some reason, they don't do it. And I've noticed even when I was trying to find a calendar for her for this year, like to try to find something different, I couldn't find anything. Like the calendar choices were so generic. It was like cats and dogs and nature. There wasn't anything like that my mom was super interested in. So um, I had my daughter who is in school for graphic design and she does graphic design for a living make a Buffy the Vampire Slayer calendar. And it is the cutest thing ever. If you ever need something graphic design, like if you want like a special card or a poster or whatever, let me know and I can get you in touch with her because she can make the most fun things. She's made fake newspapers before, just anything you can imagine. She does all sorts of marketing for different companies. It's all very, very wonderful. Um, so Christmas Day, uh, we get up uh, not too, too early, but for this year, for the first time ever, my grandson who lives with me, who is four, really understood what was going on. So the night before, he put out cookies for Santa. He put out the magic key for Santa. Um, he looked with his mom on the internet to where Santa was flying over the world. And he went to bed. And then the next morning, he woke up and he ran downstairs and ran through the house yelling, Santa came. And so we all went downstairs and opened gifts with him. And he was so thrilled. It was just the cutest thing ever. Like he loved everything and was so happy and was just started playing with his toys. And then so everyone started coming over and my oldest daughter and her two sons were going to be over later in the day. This I think was probably the first year that I didn't see my oldest daughter first thing in the morning. Even when she hasn't lived with me, she would come over first thing. But, um, you know, she's 30 years old and has commitments. She had her sons open their Santa gifts in the morning, and then she had to see the um, paternal grandmother, and then she came over after that. So she came over kind of later, and then everyone was just coming in and out during the day. And like I said, I put out the food. It wasn't too much heavy lifting, and it really was just a wonderful, quiet day. At night, I thought, I'm going to go to a movie, and I didn't. <laughs> I was so exhausted, I just went straight to bed. So then the week of after Christmas is always one of my favorite weeks ever because it's so quiet. And I think that the way it fell with Christmas being on a Monday, it wasn't as quiet as I would have liked. So on the 26th, I basically... Um, didn't go to the office. I did some work, but it really was a day for me to rest and recover and spend some time with family. I had family from out of town. My niece flew in from Pittsburgh. My other niece came in from Palm Springs. So I just was really trying to do some family stuff. So then on the 27th, um, and I still did go in, but like for a couple of hours. So on the 27th, I go to um, the office and I had to meet with a client for a couple of hours and I had a million phone calls 
I had so many phone calls and meetings. And I think what happened was a lot of people had that week off. So they were doing things that they needed to take care of where they, you know, if they needed to get a hold of me and ask me a question, they called, they were sending emails, they were sending documents. It was a lot. It was a very busy day on the 27th. Um, and I got a ton of work done. Like I was a very, very surprised on just how crazy a day it was. So then on the, um, Oh my gosh. And what else happens to me? So it's just like one of those things. And then again, my brother's in radiation. This is a week of radiation. So I'm also like making sure he gets to radiation, either if it's me or someone else taking him. And then I chip my tooth. I It was like the 26th and I was eating one of those like crisps um, with cheese. And then all of a sudden, I don't feel anything, but I noticed that the back of my front tooth is very sharp all of a sudden. And at first I thought it was something in between my teeth and it was driving me crazy. And then I realized it was like a shard of tooth. So I'm like panicking. I'm like, oh my God, is my tooth going to just like break off? You know, I'm like completely panicked. I call the dentist and leave a message. They call me back. They get me in the next day. And the dentist looks at it and he says, either, he goes, it's fine. Um, he's like, just be careful. So he goes, either one, you can do nothing. Or two, if it's driving you crazy, I can fill it. And I said, please fill it. I can't, I can't deal with it. It's been driving me crazy for 24 hours. Um, and then so I was worried about it. Like, is it going to be like a giant filling behind my tooth that's going to feel super weird? And it didn't. It felt great. It felt all smooth. I've been so happy with it and so happy I got a good result. Um, so like there was that too during that week. Um, also, um, I went to that same uh, Thursday. I took my nieces who were from out of town out to dinner and then we went to Zoo Lights. I prefer, so Zoo Lights is at the Phoenix Zoo. It's a wonderful event. It goes from the week of Thanksgiving until about January 15th. There are definitely tricks to Zoo Lights. One is don't go the week between Christmas and New Year's. Also, if you can go, it's from 5.30 to 10.30 every night. Show up like 9 or 9.30 at night. You will have the zoo to yourself. Well, we were a group of people and we had we had my uh, my grandson with me, so we weren't going to be going later. And we had dinner, and when we finished dinner, we got there. It was like 6.30. Hordes of people, just people pouring in. And they sent us to the overflow lot, which I thought was going to be like a disaster, but it really was – it wasn't too, too bad. And when you first got in the zoo, there was hordes of people. But once you started walking around, there were areas where it really was broken up. And the Phoenix Zoo totally upped their game this year. It just was so beautiful. They had this wonderful giant tree in the middle of the pond. And there was a light show on it that was to music. We just had a wonderful night and just was exhausted. Um, so that Friday before New Year's, I go into the office, but now it's finally like quiet again. I think people were geared up for the New Year's weekend. If they were doing stuff during the week, 
for their business, they were taking the weekend off. So luckily that Friday was pretty quiet. Um, I got my nails done on that Saturday from my daughter. And then on New Year's Eve, I went to my big New Year's Eve partying plans where I went to a late movie. I am such a lightweight. I don't get out late. I don't stay out late. And during this holiday, I was out late numerous times. So my sister-in-law and I went to a movie, went and saw Wonka. And I'll get to my movie reviews in a bit, but I was delighted by this movie. I loved this movie the whole time I was smiling. It's a musical. It has wonderful set pieces. Timothy Chalamet is magical. The rest of the um, cast is just wonderful. Like, just wonderful, wonderful movie. It went so fast. And it started close to 10, so we finished right before midnight. And on the way home, it turned midnight, and there were fireworks going off around the valley. So we got to experience that. So it just was a really nice night. And when we got to the movies, we were kind of hungry. So um, we split a flatbread and they have hummus at the movies too. So that was good. So that was my big New Year's. And then the next morning I got up early and went and cycled. I think I have mentioned it before, but I have a membership at a place called Cycle Bar which is similar to Soul Cycle, where they have the cycling classes on the stationary bikes. I love it. I've been doing it for um, over two years. And it's dark in there. They play music, and it just takes you away from yourself. You can't do anything else except concentrate on the cycling. So I did that on New Year's Day. And when I went to work on the 2nd, so, oh, oh, here was the other thing I did on New Year's Day. So I worked um, a little bit on New Year's Day um, and went cycling, but everyone came over. I worked very little, like just at home trying to catch up on some emails from over the weekend um, because, again, the emails were starting to pile up. Um, So... I had scheduled to go to the Princess in Scottsdale, and I've never done this before. And I've heard so many good things. I finally was like, I'm doing this. And they also had a special where you could get 20% off, like booking ahead. So I booked it for New Year's Day. So it was for myself and my children and my grandchildren and my husband. And we all went to the Princess, and I reserved a, it was called an igloo, but it's not a real igloo. It was a clear plastic tent with like a little sofa inside of it, like patio furniture inside. And then outside of it was a fire pit and you got a charcuterie board and a s'mores kit. Um, We ordered some appetizers as well. Uh, They have ice skating, they have uh, sledding, carnival rides and just the most beautiful light displays you've ever seen in your life we got there really early it starts at five we got there like 505 and I figured with the you know the kids being little like well you know we have a grandson who's five months old I thought with the kids being little we're probably not going to stay that long we stayed till 
think after nine, um, the kids were just having a good time. My husband and I sat with the little guy while everyone ran around and did things. We all went on the Ferris wheel together. It was great. It was just perfect and wonderful and a really nice way to end the holiday time. And the next day, my um, neither of my daughters had work. And my youngest daughter didn't have school. I had to work because right after the holiday, my life was just, my life and my schedule were just shot out of a cannon. It was like, hey, it's January 2nd. Here you go. So I had an evidentiary hearing in the morning. I had um, a mediation in the afternoon. And then on the third, I had three hearings. And so again, this is a week where my brother has a bunch of doctor's appointments. I'm taking him to some. My um, other family members are taking him to some. And so then on the third, I had a hearing at 9 and a hearing at 9.30. And he had radiation at 8. So I really took a chance. I said, okay, I'm going to take him to radiation at 8 because I have to be up and out the door anyways. And I'm just like praying it goes well. And if it, I had a backup plan, which was because it was a virtual hearing, I could have done it from the car if I needed to. And I let my clients know and I let my staff know, like it was all prepared, but it worked out timing wise, worked out great. I was back at 845 when the hearing started at nine. So two hearings in a row. And then I had another hearing in the afternoon, which I showed up an hour early for. <laughs> I'm sitting there. It was virtual. I log in at 1.30, and the judge is doing hearings, and, and I can kind of see him looking at me, and I'm just waiting for him to call my hearing. And I'm doing other work, you know. It's not like I'm just sitting there doing nothing. I, You know, I'm, I'm emailing. I'm putting together exhibits for a big trial I have coming up, and um, my... Uh, the judge finishes his hearings and I heard him say he had four hearings and then he finishes four hearings and I'm still sitting there and he goes, um, Miss Brummer, it's great to see you, but your hearing's not for an hour. So I don't know. I was definitely, it took me a few days to get into the swing of stuff. I felt very discombobulated for several days. So I had that hearing and, and by this time, I'm exhausted. I have one more. I have a conference call with an opposing counsel, which I handle in the car on the way home. And I, you know, go home and um, relax for the evening and go exercise. So the fourth, um, I actually finally didn't have hearings, but I had some calls. And then that day was my niece's birthday. This is a different niece who didn't go to Zoo Lights with us the first time around. Um, and we went to dinner for her birthday and then went to Zoo Lights. And the very, very good news of this, and this niece is my brother's daughter, is my brother went with. Like we, It was amazing. We, My daughter wheeled him around the zoo and he ate some food at dinner. Eating has been an issue. It was a wonderful night. Ended up being another late night, but um, it was good. Um, so the fifth, <laughs> okay, so I'm supposed to be done with my hearings. And on the fourth, I get something from 
the court that says you have a virtual hearing on the 5th and the virtual hearing is scheduled for 9, I have an 8.30 hair appointment. It is a hair appointment I had for weeks. At this point, my hair is gray. Um, my color, my previous color is faded. I need a trim. I look terrible. And I say to myself, because this is scheduled so late, I am doing this hearing from the salon. And it should just be a five-minute hearing because it's scheduled so late and the type of hearing it was. And so I tell uh, my stylist, who is also another niece of mine, totally different niece, I said, once you get the color in, on my hair, I'm going to step to the front of the salon and do a hearing. And so I did the hearing. It all went great, like perfect, wonderful. And I have a co-counsel on the case who um, is, she's doing some parts of the case and I'm doing other parts of the case, which included that hearing. And so later I told her that I did the hearing with hair dye on my, on my hair. So that's kind of, you know, my life sometimes where it's just like, you really have to pivot and there's no, a, a real, a thing for me is I like looking at a calendar for a month and it not changing. And I need to get over it, and I still haven't because it's been 25 years, but it changes on a daily basis. There's always something coming in, sometimes stuff coming out, but mostly coming in, and just booking your day from morning until the afternoon. And then also, you know, while you're doing this, trying to schedule some stuff for yourself, you know, exercise, time with family eating, seeing your mother, you know, things like that. So that's what I'm going to talk about is, um, I hate the term new year's resolutions because to me to say it's the beginning of the new year, I'm going to do things different. I think we should always be doing resolutions in a way. So I'm calling this episode, no year's resolutions, because these are just resolutions or goals for any time of the year. So I w will say, um, I did take stock of some things at the end of the year. Just sort of looking at the year ahead and how things can be different. But I'm always sort of doing this anyways. So one is just kind of looking at your different tools. Like looking at your software, looking at your printers, looking at um, any subscriptions that you have. There's some, you know, in the last couple of weeks, there's some subscriptions that I got rid of. I'm switching my legal research program. My copier lease is going to be running out soon, and I want to get a copier that will make me happier because this copier jams all the time. I need something different. Um, I bought a little refill calendar. So I have, to me, when I can physically write something down, that helps me. So I'm having sort of a 
I don't even know if it's a dual calendar. It might be a quadruple calendaring system. So what I have is um, my calendar on Outlook, which is on my main computer, but it also syncs with my phone. And I always print out five months of monthly calendar sheets. So five sheets I always am carrying with me. So I can just see in a glance what the five months ahead looks like. Another thing I added to it, I just bought a pocket refill calendar where I can refill the pages. And it has like a nice leather cover. And it has a place where you can put cards on it inside. And it's very little. Um, I do really love like how the big ones look. But I knew I probably wasn't going to use something like that. And I wasn't going to carry it around. So this is like smaller than a wallet. And I will, everything gets updated first in Outlook. And then a couple times a week, I'll pull out the paper calendar and I'll update it. And just the fact of, writing down appointments and court hearings and just seeing it on paper, I think is helping me. So really just looking at your processes in general, like that's something that you should do regularly. Or if you want to make it a New Year's resolution, make it a New Year's resolution. Also look at any documents that you have as part of your um is part of your business. So whenever someone hires me, I do a contract with them. And so I'm forever updating that contract with like, hey, you know, this sort of language would be better to like really explain something to the client or something like that. Sometimes I will update estate planning documents. I also update not only like the client documents, but like personal documents. It's a time, you know, a at least yearly, pull out your estate planning documents and see what you need to do. While you're doing your taxes, it's kind of a good time to do it because if you have any questions for your CPA or your attorney at that time because you're doing your taxes anyways, it might be a good time to look at them. Um, I have a joke about it's not even a joke. It's something I actually do. I do my taxes really early. My for So with my CPA, throughout the year, I send her statements so she can be working on my next year's taxes during like the current year. So then at the beginning of the year, so the, in January... I get her the rest of my information, like all the year-end stuff. Like she will get all that information. There is a um, joke on The Simpsons where Ned Flanders is celebrating New Year's Eve and the clock strikes midnight and he starts working on his taxes. I'm not quite that bad, but sort of, because I have a great relief in just getting it done. And because I've been supplying my CPA with information throughout the year, it it's not too, too bad um, and not too, too stressful. And, and mine's always hard, you know, with like having the business and having expenses and having payroll. So there's just all this stuff that goes into it. And to be able to break it up and like not try to complete it all 
on April 1st and to get it in by the 14th is is great. I'm generally done with my taxes. Um, like I'll have everything to my CPA well before the end of January. You know, maybe the end of January, but usually well before. Then my CPA does her thing. Um, there's generally questions and stuff I have to supplement. But it's like sporadic. It's not like, you know, April rolls around and I have to get together hundreds of pages of, of statements. Like I've been doing it all along. All right. Another um, resolution or goal is to just market yourself and build those relationships. Something that I do every holiday season is I print out all current and past clients and I go through the list and just think about my clients over the last 25 years. And some during the holiday time, it's like a nice time to send out a card. So I'll send out some cards to uh, clients that I haven't heard from in a long time, clients who we're working on stuff right now. I won't send it to very early in um, my career when I would print it out and it would be not that many people. I would send cards to everyone on the list. I can't do that. It would be, I mean, outrageous, just like completely outrageous. So, and I also like to write people, some people like write them a little note. And um, so I'll do that. But the thing I've done is I've thought about all the people and like even some like just doing that sometimes I'll think about stuff in terms of the of their cases like oh yeah like I don't know like an idea will come to me just because I'm being very um very cognizant of the actual individuals and just sort of thinking everybody on an individual basis I also have noticed that during December, all of a sudden, like maybe people I haven't talked to in a while, we're getting together and we're having a business lunch, grabbing a drink, grabbing a coffee, grabbing a breakfast. And December is a great time to do it. Just people, I think, feel more um, inclined to get together. They're, like they're slowing down as they approach the holidays. It didn't slow down for me at all, but in my mind, I wanted to slow down. So I did get together with quite a few people to maintain those relationships. Another good thing about it was um, getting together with people was there's some pretty significant changes in the law on a lot of, of my practice areas. So I met with some attorneys who practice in similar areas and we talked about it. So maintaining those relationships are very, very important. Another thing that's a good thing to do is look back at your past year or whatever time period you want to. I did it in a couple different ways. Um, I looked through some old um, notebooks from last year and the year before. I looked through old calendars and I was like, wow, look how much has happened, how much I've done at work, how much I've done personally. You know, last year alone, I went to the Beyonce concert, took my daughter to Beyonce. I went to Kauai. I went to New Orleans. 
Um, I went to Santa Barbara and a lot of my trips are most of my trips really are very short because I have just found that as a way to be able to take a break and, um, not get too stressed off from missing work. I will tell you when I take a trip and I'm gone like, you know, four days and then some of the days will even be on the weekend and I come back to work and I say it every time I say to my staff, was I gone two weeks? Cause I was gone three days and I feel like I'm drowning. But those trips to me are, are very critical. And I know I've told this story many, many times, which is I didn't have a vacation in over 10 years. I was, um, I would always say to myself, well, look, in four months, I don't have very much going on. I can take a long weekend or maybe even a week off. And I wouldn't mark it off my calendar. And then when the time came, my calendar was filled again. And this went on for 10 years. And finally, I started just marking time off my calendar and going on trips. And then if people wanted to see me during those days, I wasn't in town, so I couldn't do it. Or if the judge wanted to schedule something, I wasn't there, you know, whatever. And um, I will tell you, even on those trips, oftentimes I am still working. When I went to Hawaii, I had a huge project that I was working on that came up during the time I was going to be gone. So I brought it with, but I sat on the balcony and had the ocean breeze on me while I worked on this trip. Well, worked on this project. Another thing to do is, um, you know, really think about your well-being and your self-care. I try to do it in a variety of different ways. Movies are a big deal to me. Spending time with my daughters, spending time with the grandkids, spending time with my husband, seeing my mom, taking my brother to the doctor. And then there's things that like I personally have to do as well. Something is very wrong with my back right now. I had an x-ray a couple of weeks ago and I have to uh, see some sort of specialist about it. And um, in the x-ray, it said that I had severe degenerative disc disease. And it's normal, you know, I'm 51 and stuff like that happens, but it's really been an issue for me. When I get out of bed in the morning, it's insane, like how much pain I'm in and how I can barely take those first steps. After I get moving a little bit and get in the shower and have some coffee and sit in a chair, like it all starts coming together, but initially like not great. So today, um, my sister-in-law for Christmas, she bought me a massage and, um, it's one of those places where, you know, you get your feet rubbed and they can, they'll also rub your back. Like you don't get undressed. I actually like those places quite a bit. And she got me a gift certificate for it. And everybody was out doing something. My, um, two younger daughters were at work. My older daughter was at home with her sons and, um, she was working from home and doing schoolwork. So I didn't have a whole lot going on. And I thought, you know what? 
I'm going to go use the certificate. It was great. And then afterwards, I went to Costco and I shopped a little bit. Um, I've booked myself for an acupuncture appointment. I regularly get my nails done. I used to actually get them done weekly. Um, I used to get a weekly pedicure. And now it's like every three weeks, which is fine. Um, I'll do facials occasionally. And a big thing for me in terms of self-care is planning trips. Just looking at the calendar, marking off the days. If I'm doing it with family, we'll mark off the days together and and just get together and um, book hotels and look at flights. Like that to me is very relaxing and very satisfying. I always book hotels um, where you can cancel them. (laughs) So sometimes I book things and then cancel it. But um, that to me just is very, like getting away in my head can be just as relaxing as physically getting away. All right. Another thing I'll just add to my no year's resolutions is um, doing continuing education. As an attorney, I have to do 15 hours a year. I'll usually do closer to 50. Um, Depends on the years and like what the seminars are, but I always go above. And to me, those are also kind of a way of self-care because I'm taking time to like learn. And a lot of times at these seminars, because I'll go to the ones that are in person and I really like to go to the ones that are out of state because when I do, I can just learn and it helps me on my cases because I'm not entrenched in the case and like fresh ideas can come to me. So that's very important to me. All right. I think that's it for my New Year's resolutions. I'm going to talk about a couple of movies. Another thing like during this time period, you know, between Christmas and New Year's and leading up to Christmas and the couple days after New Year's is that things are a little quieter in some ways. As you can tell, I had like a lot going on, but I also had like some quiet evenings. So I went to the movies quite a bit. I saw Aquaman and the Lost Kingdom. I saw Wonka. I saw Godzilla Minus One. Those were the ones that I saw at the movies. I highly recommend Wonka, as I said before. Godzilla Minus One was very good. It is from Japan. There's uh, subtitles. And I was really tired that night, so by the end, I was exhausted with reading the subtitles. But the movie had a great story. It wasn't just Godzilla destroying cities. It was about this man who was a pilot and his relationship and his relationship with fellow soldiers and his relationship with this woman. And it just had a lot to it. Um, so that was very good. And Godzilla was, it, you know, a thing that was always very annoying to me about Godzilla movies, well, they were always took place in the dark of night where, um, you would just see a silhouette of Godzilla and it would be raining and you could see his eyeball. And in this case, everything was daylight, just Godzilla front and center bright, like very, very good. And the whole time I'm watching it, I'm like, what is this? Like, how are they doing this? Because it looked 
really good, I thought. Um, I will tell you one to skip. Skip Aquaman and the Lost Kingdom. Oh, that movie was not good. It was not funny. Um, it should be the last of this series of DC. So it should be the last time Jason Momoa plays Aquaman. And James Gunn is supposed to come in and, and, and redo everything. I really like Jason Momoa. In the first Aquaman movie, I thought he was the only saving element to it because I thought the movie was not good. For some reason in this movie, they had him being very goofy. And I'm like, well, that was never his character before. He was sort of like a rugged guy. And then he became like comically silly, except that the comedy was super flat. Um, it was lots of fight scenes. It was lots of CGI that wasn't great. A lot of it looked like a screensaver. Just was not a fan. And it was the one, I got my husband to go to the movies and he hates going to the movies. And he was like, oh. <laughs> um, but we still had a nice night. I saw some movies at home. Like there are some really good movies streaming right now. Um, the Holdovers is on, it's either on Peacock or Paramount. And that's a really good movie um, with, um, oh my God. His name is escaping me. When I've been saying it to everyone, when I've been discussing the holdovers, we'll just Google the holdovers. You'll see Paul Giamatti. That's who it is. <laughs> um, stars in it. And um, it's just very good. And um, I saw Maestro on Netflix with Bradley Cooper and Carrie Mulligan. It, it surprisingly... I didn't feel like Netflix was promoting it. And this is sort of a big deal movie. You know, Bradley Cooper directed it, wrote it. It will most likely be up for Oscars or at least has Oscar consideration. It doesn't show up. Like all these goofy Netflix documentaries are front and center. I had to actually search for it. It just wasn't popping up. Um, but I, I do recommend it. It was It was good. It was good. Carrie Mulligan's performance was amazing. I thought Bradley Cooper was very good. Um, and then probably one of my favorite movies of the year was Saltburn. It's on Peacock. I'm not, I'm sorry, not Peacock. It's on Prime. What a movie to be able to stream for free if you have Prime. My, um, I've ruined some people's lives by recommending it. It's a very specific movie. It has some scenes that are very distasteful to people. I was given a warning before I watched it. I was listening to the guys on the film vault, and they were saying that there was some scenes that disgusted them. And so by the time I got to the movie, I was sort of desensitized because I knew that these scenes, there were some sort of scenes coming up. Although I really couldn't, I didn't know what they were. They didn't do any spoilers. But um, once I was watching the movie, I could sort of guess what they were. So then it ended up not being a surprise. I knew the scenes were going to be gross. And then um, 
as you learned about the characters, you kind of like got an idea what was going on, but great acting, um, an amazing ending. I loved everything about this story. I loved it. My daughter loved it. I recommended it to somebody who said it was the worst movie they ever saw. I recommended it to another person who was not impressed at all. They just thought it was okay. I don't know. I love this movie, and I guess people are either loving it or hating it. And I think it was sort of rare that I had a a response where it was like, meh. Because I don't think a lot of people are thinking meh. They're either saying this is the best thing I ever saw or this is disgusting and gross and the worst movie I ever saw. So maybe see it and tell me what you think. Um, The shows I've been watching at night, um, I finished The Sopranos and then I started rewatching Girls, which I have never rewatched. I watched it in real time when it was coming out. And this is the first time I rewatched it. And it's good. Like, I do recommend going back and and giving it a rewatch or giving it a first watch if you've never seen it before. Uh, Lena Dunham is a genius. She wrote, she created the show. She wrote many of the episodes. She's directed many episodes about girls in their 20s living in New York. It's kind of anti-sex in the city in a way because it's not... And, and anybody who listens to me knows Sex in the City is one of my all-time favorite shows. So Sex in the City is like all glamour, you know. And girls, not so much. More realistic, but still, uh, you know, four women friends in the city living their lives, meeting men, dating men, falling in love, falling in, out of love. So I really like them. So I've been watching that, you know, for the last couple of weeks. And I started watching Ash versus the Evil Dead. Um, and I do like it. It is, there's a lot of scenes that are very gross. <laughs> so not a good show for like putting on like when you're making dinner. I had it on the other day when uh, my daughter was sitting on the couch eating and she's like, oh, this is so gross. I'm like, sorry, I'll turn it off. She's like, no, it's fine. It's just gross. <laughs> so I watched of that a lot of that around the new year and look forward to watching more. And if you do like the Evil Dead movies and you wanted more, this is a good supplement to it. And it's on, I think it's on only on Stars right now. Um, it might be on something else. It might be on Hulu. Um, but I was having trouble pulling it up on Hulu, so I went to Stars to watch it. So those are my reviews and um, my non-year resolutions. Thank you for listening. I'll be back in about a month with some more updates. You can find the podcast on SoundCloud and iTunes and uh, Patreon. And you can find me on Twitter, Tumblr, and Instagram under Florence Legally Brunette. You can find me on first on Facebook under my name and under my law office, which is my name, basically, Law Office of Lawrence Brummer, and my website is brummerlaw.com. Thank you so much for listening, and I will be back in about four weeks. Thanks. I'm about to last. You're up.